Good morning. Exactly. There you go. Starting today, rocking every day. <laughs> Good morning. Welcome to the show Coffee Time with Marie Teresa CPA. Good morning, Pedro. Good morning, Marie. Good morning. All right. I'm going to pause this awesome music so we can start this show. Uh, welcome, everyone. Uh, those of you uh, who, uh, who, have who are returning to us uh, to see the show, uh, welcome back. For those of you who are new to the show, uh, thank you so much for joining in and give us a thumbs up or a hands up in the chat so we know you are new and we welcome you with open arms. Um, um, uh, I want to encourage you all to uh, go ahead and subscribe, like, and you know, click the bell, all these little features that are available on the channel that you are watching us on to make sure that you know when we go live or we're preparing to go live. Um, uh, and we usually do this on every Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern times. And we go live on LinkedIn, uh, Facebook, and YouTube. So make sure you are following us, subscribing, and share, 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 okay? We need more subscribers. Please help us out. Uh, we can really need to get this information out to as many people as possible. So uh, with that, I'm your, your host, Marie Teresian CPA. I'm a CFO and an auditor, a certified public accountant, and a chartered global management accountant. I use my proprietary methodology, Valuation MT, to help business owners that reach their first million to 10x their profits. And I recently just built an e-course based on this methodology, and I released it. It's available on my website, theprofitlab.biz, and you'll find it under uh, programs. Uh, with that, uh, I also wanted to, uh, of course, mention that as a Grant Cardone licensee, uh, I am able to teach his uh, material um, as a business coach uh, based on sales, marketing, and I also include some of my finance and accounting. So if you uh, feel like you're stuck in your business and you need some help, you know, feel free to reach out to me. I really want to help you out. Um, and I'm also an author of two books, um, The Operational Guide, uh, I'm sorry, The Complete Guide to uh, uh, Business Growth and The Business Owner, A Business Owner's Guide to uh, Operational Accounting. It's a lot of operational stuff, so what can I say? So uh, with that, uh, of course, I'll share that information uh, in the chat and also put it on the banner as well. Um, you can buy those books on uh, my website, theprofitlab.biz slash shop. Um, and, uh, of course I have been doing the, quite a few free webinars. So if you're interested to joining any of my free webinars, make sure to go sign up on, uh, to see the next webinar coming up. Uh, and it's going to be on mindset and, uh, debt management. Um, and I'm going to have a guest speaker on that one. So make sure to sign up. Uh, the webinars are also on the website, theprofitlab.biz slash events. Um, the webinars are also available for a repeat on the program. So if you want to see any of the prior pro uh, webinars, you're more than welcome to. So with that, Pedro is my guest, my, my friend and colleague. Uh, thank you so much for joining me today, yet again, on a beautiful, uh, sunny exactly. Uh, day. <laughs> exactly. It was a beautiful day and uh, excited to be here. So uh, Pedro Gonzalez, uh, your business and tax uh, strategist, uh, we do the traditional services that you can think of of uh, uh, CPA firms. Uh, what what we, we bring uh, value to our clients is that we help, uh, in addition to the traditional services, uh, cash flow management, which, again, I have said many times, cash flow is the lifeblood of all businesses, regardless of size and industry. 
We also help uh, and focus a lot on the tax uh, minimization uh, uh, programs to help uh, businesses to minimize uh, the, the tax buy. And uh, also we help uh, with the area of exit. We're all gonna exit, it just depends on how we are gonna exit. So developing plans right now, so you can have a successful exit when the time comes. Uh, I also have a, an ebook, uh, the, the Real Estate Investor's Tax Guide, which again is, is packed with some great ideas about how can you utilize the tax law is available for you in how to maximize uh, the deductions. Most of the people miss uh, a lot of opportunities and it's money left on the table. So uh, we encourage you to download it, it's free and it, it has good information for you. Yep, and while we're doing that, I am going to uh, put the link in the chat now because it's uh, easier that way. So here I am, I'm going to share that. Okay, so uh, before we start today's conversation, guys, uh, I just wanted to do a quick summary of things we've talked about in the past. Uh, we've talked about financial analysis. Uh, we've talked about uh, how to manage unnecessary costs or cut down those costs. We've talked about IRS audits versus financial audits. Uh, we've talked about um, you know some you know mindset, professional development. Uh, we've also talked about inventory management. That was a few weeks ago, actually, and was such an exciting conversation for me. I keep saying that because it was. Uh, and then uh, last week, we talked about uh, tax forms 1099 and 1096, and we really did a deep dive on that one. So if you're interested in learning more about that, please go back, uh, and it's going to be uh, episode number 40. Uh, so, wow, can't believe we are already episode number 41. I know, I know. Wow, it's going to be a whole year soon. We've done, you know, 40 episodes. We're only, this is 41, so we're only left with another 11 episodes. That means we'll yeah. be, we've done a whole year of this show. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Woohoo! So exciting. Yeah. <laughs> Everything started with a dream. You and I having this conversation. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And here and we are. We're gonna, do these conversations. We're randomly having these conversations. Why not yeah. record them sometime? Why not? Exactly. We were having we this. Why not do it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was exciting. So I'm 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 super uh, excited that that we committed to this. And guys, you know, anytime you want to uh, do something, it's all about commitment. You know, schedule it. That's something that we did, right, Pedro? Like we're like, okay, let's pick a date, and we're gonna commit to this date. We're not gonna switch it unless something really massive happens, and right. we'll just put it on another day but and i think throughout this whole time you've only switched the day like two times i think two times. that's it because of holidays or something we switched it and that was it um so anytime you you commit to something committed with all your heart because the purpose of this is we want to bring this information to everyone every entrepreneur every business owner so when the mission and the vision and the goal and the purpose is so big your commitment is going to keep you going right so uh, and this is something we talked about in the mindset, I think, a few few episodes back, right? The, it, mindset and, and commitment and all that. Yeah. So today's episode is going to, uh, uh, we're going to talk about, um, you know, taxation of, you know, different partnerships, mm -hmm. uh, limited partnerships. What are those differences? Um, some LLCs and all that stuff. So we'll start the conversation with let's let's start with the basics a general partnership uh Pedro so uh, give us uh, some some insights on how taxation works uh yeah. when it's a partnership yeah so 
we'll, again, we'll start with the, the general and then we'll get to something more specific that came across, uh, yes. uh, came about from a question that uh, was raised uh, to me. So in, in general, you know, uh, partnerships uh, becomes in essence automatic when two or more uh, people come together to, to for a, a business, you know what I mean? So yeah. that is, a, a, I guess, a, the easiest way to, to summarize it, you know what I mean? So when in, in, in this un, unincorporated, you know what I mean? So basically two individuals get together to join venture into a business uh, and they're right. not incorporating. And, and that will be kind of the default uh, uh, way that the IRS will tax it. Now, within partnerships, uh, there is a general partnership and there is a limited partnerships. And the main difference is uh, the general partnership, there's going to have uh, at least two individuals coming together and both of them are going to be uh, involved in the management of the business. Um, and they're both uh, liable for the whole operation of the business and they're all uh, both in this case, it's assumed two individuals that both of them are going to be responsible for the debts, uh, liabilities, contractual agreements and the performance of the business. The, the next one, is the limited partnership. And as he says, uh, at least one uh, one partner has to be limited, limited in the sense of, uh, you know, it's gonna have a limitation on, on the liability and it has no participation on the direction of the company. Then in essence, this individual is a deriving, deriving a benefit from the profitability of the business. So right. there's two classes of, of, of partners where the general partnership has one class of partners so that limited partnership will have, in essence, two uh, classes of, of partners. The, and so the, the focus of also this conversation, and, and again, it's going to make sense when we get to the, the, to the end of this is, is self-employment tax, because that was a real uh, issue that, that was brought to my attention. So when, going back to the partnership, when you have uh, a general partnership, the both partners, uh, because they're actively involved in the business, the the net profit it gets distributed to them, and through a K one, and that K one then is subject to self employment tax. You right. Know, the distributed yes. share uh, it gets then taxed uh, for self employment tax. It's subject to self employment tax. In the case of a limited partnership, now the difference is that then the limited partner is not subject to self employment tax. The general mm -hmm. partner and part or partners will be subject to self-employment tax, and so that's important the classification because, you know, if you are a limited partner, you don't want to be taxed on self-employment, on your distributed right. share. You know what I mean? So uh, that's important that classification because it does make a difference when it comes to the time for taxation. Right. So you it's know? like having it's like being an investor. Exactly. Kind of status. Exactly. So you're not you're not earning this income, so you're Correct. not subject to it, self employment. Exactly. Got it. Yeah. Exactly. It's a passive. We hear about passive investor. You know, kind of. Yes. That's kind of how you you visualize this individual is is passive in in, in the activity, where right. the general partners are are going to be actively involved in the management. Uh, a limited partner. Uh, and again, you want may want to confirm this with your own uh, legal counsel, depending on the states. But for the, uh, my understanding is that limited partners cannot enter into contractual agreements on behalf of the of the partnership. Uh, that's that's left for the general partner because again, they are the ones assuming the the, the risk of that contract. So the limited partner is uh, will not have that, that authority to. Uh, uh, collateralize assets or or incur debt on behalf of the partnership. 
But uh, yeah, the easiest way to look at it is, is that, you know, kind of a passive investor. And so it's not subject to the self-employment tax. Yes. Now, getting into the limited partnership, I mean, sorry, uh, LLCs. Mm -hmm. Now we have discussed uh, kind of the, the, the two, uh, uh, you know, the two forms of partnerships. Now, what happens is that the, the limited liability company is a hybrid entity that is formed at the state level. Right. However, for tax, and we discussed this in a, on previous uh, Yes. Uh, podcast, <laughs> We've mentioned that. Yes, we correct. have mentioned here and, and there. Uh, yes. I'm not going to get to the more specific, but I can tell you that, that it is not recognized by the IRS. And I know right. when I tell them that, they kind of look at me, what do you mean? You know, what <laughs> happens is that, you know, for the IRS, you're either a partnership. If you have two or more uh, participants in the business, you're either a partnership or a corporation. Those are the options. Mm -hmm. Now, if you form an LLC, what happens is that the IRS will assume a, if there's two or more, they're going to assume a partnership unless you make an election. And so you have to elect to be a corporation if you want to be taxed that way. You know what I mean? So it is defaulted. Uh, the default options, if you make no election, is a partnership. When it comes to one member, and the, you and I know that you and I have come across We've this. Yes, yes. Quite we have a single member LLC. Yes. And that is permissible by the state. Again, the, L, the IRS does not recognize, recognize. the LLC <laughs> overall. You know what I mean? So there's no LLC tax form. It's right. going to be either a partnership tax form or it's going to be a corporate. So what happens with the individual, and, and again, go back to some, some of the previous episodes, but I can tell you that it's what we call disregarded entity. So right. in essence, that, that activity will be reported on your 1040. Right. As like a sole proprietor, as if you're, it's just that, that the LLC at the state level is protecting you from a legal standpoint. Correct. Exactly. From, yeah. So there's two different things, you know, from a tax standpoint, it's like you're a sole proprietor, uh, you're a disregarded entity, but, uh, you know, but it is protecting you legally. So always check with your lawyer on these things, exactly. but, uh, exactly. you know, but that's basically the difference. And that's why it gets somewhat confusing for most individuals. Yeah. Yes. And again, uh, because I know we have uh, people listening from other states. I mean, it is a state uh, registration, meaning there's no right. federal law for, for LLC. So you have to look at your regulations of your state how the LLCs are formed and how mm -hmm. it is, uh, you know, do, may, you know, it is my understanding that even some states do not recognize a single member LLC. So you have to kind of, again, you have to look at your states uh, and again, confirm with your uh, uh, lawyers and, uh, because again, this is a legal matter. I mean, you have to, right. you know, so, uh, but here in Florida, you know, you can have a single member and it's still a recognized mm -hmm. entity. You have a, a, a LLC, even though it's a single member. Now, going along with the, the question that was uh, uh, brought to my attention, and that is, how do you tax for self-employment tax purposes? You know, how are the members treated? And yes. what is amazing that after all these years, uh, the IRS has not really addressed this issue. So it has been left to decisions made by different tax preparers and uh, CPAs and so on. And so there is uh, being done kind of haphazardly. I mean, kind of people do it one way, some other, other ways. Yes. What I have uh, done over the years is uh, I look at the, the involvement of the members, kind of yes. similar to the limited partnership. So if you are uh, actively involved, then 
your distributed distribution to you will be subject to self-employment if you are not actively involved then we will treat you as an as a limited partnership yeah so it's exactly a point here mm-hmm. um so what i think what is important when um, you know different individuals are coming together to start a, an entity i think it's important this is why the operating agreement is very important as well is that as you're thinking of this you should be working with an attorney and a CPA that can help you put together what the plan is. Because a lot of times they just start something, you know, they do it themselves and then they don't have all this insight to make sure they're planning ahead of time. So if you know exactly where you stand ahead of time, then you know what your tax consequences are going to be ahead of time. So <laughs> so that's very important. No, and it, it is good. It's a good point, Marie, because uh, this is why the importance of having you know, the attorney well at the early stages. You know I mean, right. having an actual operate uh, operating agreement, not just reg- here in Florida, it's pretty simple. You get on, on some this yeah. and you, up, you know, <laughs> and get it done. And then voila, <laughs> we have we have an LLC. Yeah. Now, the issue is that that does not have an operating agreement. Exactly how that LLC is going to operate, you know, right. you have two individuals coming together. And we're going to say, let's form an LLC. You go today, you form it. You can get an EIN today. And tomorrow you can open a bank account and, hey, we have an LLC. The problem is that, you know, the two individuals, as you mentioned, can have an understanding verbally. Right. But having an operating agreement is is crucial because then, you know, one of the members is in having having in the operating agreement that member number one is is, you know, in essence, not is passive will make it very clear. You know what I mean? That this individual is a passive uh, member. And, you know, there's something called a managing member of an LLC. Yes. Yes. And so that election to, to the, the, the designate somebody, not only as a member, but because you'll notice that a lot of times they form this LLC, then they're all called members. Okay, yes. so meaning that is it's kind of, you kind of look at each one's activity. But if you designate one or two, let's say in a multi-member LLC, who are going to be managing or managing members, mm-hmm. uh, then it's very clear. I mean, it's, a, you know, Member number one and two are managing members, and the, the rest are members. You know I mean, so right. mean, you know, you separated the, the the involvement, and who's going to be making decisions of the business? How how is that going to uh, play out? But again, an attorney is uh, the key person there to help you uh, draft a document to make it clear. Now, going back to the question of the self-employment tax. Now, again, if you are a the IRS has not, they just put a, a proposed regulation, which kind of goes along with what kind of what I was mentioning to you before, which is they're going to look at your activity, you know, how, how much mm-hmm. time you spend on the on the activity to determine then how you're going to be taxed for self-employment tax. So it's, it's not, you know, it's not going to be simply the, the uh, soap cut and dry, but it's going to make mm-hmm. it a little more clear. That if you're actively involved, you're definitely a, a subject to self-employment tax. If you're not, then you can uh, assume for now that you are not subject to self-employment tax unless we hear different from the IRS once they finalize their regulations on LLCs. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, as you were talking about this, it reminded me of a situation uh, where uh, a friend was asked, you know, asked me about a situation she got into between. Uh, her and two other friends, they decided to start a business together. And this got super complicated. So as soon as she already told me the story, I was like, whoa, whoa, have you talked to an attorney? 
before I even give you accounting advice, did you talk to an attorney? Yeah. Um, so it, it was so, so they, they, it became so complicated. And this, I want to tell the stories because I really want to, you know, pinpoint how things get really bad and it actually can end up with a complete partnership being dissolved. Right. Um, so they started with, uh, you know, both, both the different parties actually investing money, purchasing assets, uh, with the thinking of each person is going to run the asset in one way or another part of the business. It wasn't clear who was the investor, uh, who was also going to do a little bit of, you know, employee work, you know, in the business, everything was unclear. It just random ideas all over the place. Um, the business was created, but there was no operating agreement. So I basically, you know, advisor, I said, well, before I give you any accounting advice or any tax advice or any kind of thing, I need you to go to an attorney and put together your operating agreement, figure out who has what percentage of the partnership, or if it's going to be a corporation, what is the percentage? So we know at the end of the year, who's getting what percentage uh, assigned to them on the K-1 so that we, we need to have that. So guys, it's really, really important. You know, if that document doesn't exist from, from on our, from our end, we won't have any guidance as to what to do other than look in the, the who's who's what's doing in the active what's going on in the activity and make an assumption so you're better off setting all of this up in the beginning with a proper operating agreement really clear lines as to who's doing what who's involved to what degree um just and and, and when the, at the end of this example by work by me having to guide them through hey you need to go see an attorney and they try to work these numbers out with an attorney during this time they already decided not to work together yeah. after they had invested funds built assets together yeah. put live yeah i mean everybody had liability on themselves so you know and this is where you know you know to make sure that you don't lose your friendships and all this stuff and, and maybe it's a family member you just get things clear get it done talk to an attorney at the you know, while you're starting your business and a cba okay. yeah, yeah. You know, and, and it is uh, something that I know that you and I have discussed before. I know that at times trying to save on fees or they, yeah. they you know, going into Google, uh, getting some basic information. But I can tell you, I have seen scenarios that it turns ugly. I mean, unfortunately. Yeah. Because also it gets muddy. I mean, who exactly? Very muddy. What? Yeah. Uh, because now the monies are commingled and then the monies are yep. going to the purchase of either one or two different type of assets now yep. what is your, your percentage on that when you're trying to exactly. you know what i mean so it, it becomes this this you know what, yes. what you can do now it's no longer your money the money went into in another entity right you know I mean? and that entity purchased such certain assets but then you're looking at you know my 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 building my it's not yours you know what i mean you have an, an interest on, on a partnership but again, this, this is a topic of legal matters, and that's why it's so important to have legal counseling, especially the more com, uh, com, you know, complex, complex the situation yeah. is going to be, it, it, it behooves you. I mean, uh, the, the money that you invest now, it will save you a lot in the end. And I'm yeah, telling absolutely. you, I've seen so many of these situations in, in, my, <laughs> in my journey that it still surprises me that as of today, there's still people that venture into these uh, partnerships with no operating agreement. Yeah, absolutely. And this uh, story that I told you, uh, the funding didn't even go into the business entity checking account and then got purchased. It was like random people paying from their own personal accounts yeah. 
with the with the agreement with the a company on purchasing this asset with like different names on there like everything was commingled it was just complete chaos yeah and it hadn't even started yet operating it's just like yeah. you're starting with the wrong foot you know i kind of think um so yeah i mean uh, just uh, you gotta you gotta really pay attention guys like you know do it the right way the first time fixing the problems is is going to be a lot more costly we've talked about this before uh, it's definitely a lot more costly you're better off paying the fees in the beginning getting things done very clear very very cut clear cut because even in a partnership and it's always it comes down to communication if your partners are, are disagreeing or whatever you always have that operating agreement saying this is what we agreed exactly yeah, we have we have it in writing remember this is what we agreed this is what we said now if you want to change something let's right. rediscuss exactly so it protects everybody Correct. every partner you know so think and about the, it that way and those things can happen i mean there could be decisions are being made to to make changes and this is modification to that operating agreement but again also all of that should be documented so then you know, later there's just not going to be misunderstanding. Like you say, you want want to protect the the friendship uh, or that business partnership. You 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 yourself, right. business colleague, uh, you want to yes. protect that so everything is clear and uh, there's no misunderstandings later. The other part that that also comes into play. This is another subject for another matter. But I wanted to also the importance of that is because again, God forbid something happens, then that 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 member, you know, the family member. I mean, you know, what is exactly yes. they're, they're, they're entitled to? What exactly? I mean, my, my husband, my wife was a partner or a member or something. She, he or she had an, an interest on that. An interest. Exactly. Right. So right. Having that and we did cover point. this. I think we had yeah. a, a different episode where we covered right. a little bit more detail on this right. one. Partnership yeah, we, we discussed the buy-sell agreements. Exactly. Yes, the buy-sell agreement. So right. that's, that's important, too. These are all stuff that need to be thought of before. And they do assist, you know, in the tax uh, planning, how to do the accounting for your business. So it really, really is important. Don't, don't, you know, um, don't try to do the DIY. Don't, don't do DIY these things. Just right. don't do it. The right. DIY is not going to work on these things. Just going to make things uh, fall apart. So, um, yeah, this was this was an exciting conversation. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's something that comes up uh, quite often, uh, the, the misunderstanding of uh, uh, single member LLCs, the self-employment taxation comes up. Uh, some people get surprised when they are subject to self-employment uh, right. and and it's something that they did not anticipate and having this information up front. So you're aware that when you're mm -hmm. entering into a self, uh, uh, I'm sorry, an LLC, uh, you might be subject to self-employment tax. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. So that is important. Yeah. So that's uh, that's all I have uh, for today. Well, that's great. That's great. Yeah. Well, we we can definitely talk about some other uh, you know thoughts. Like for example, you know, just random. This is a different subject, guys. But you okay. know, just something that I uh, talk about in in my uh, one of my webinars on entrepreneurial journey. I do mention a little bit of this, by the way. So if any one of you is interested in getting a copy of the webinar, um, you can access it on my website, theprofitlab.biz slash programs. Um, so you can see it there. And I cover a little bit of, you know, the entrepreneurial journey. You know, I talk about uh, the different uh, uh, legal entities and some of their taxation, very high level, right? We'll talk, we talk about, you know, the budget. We talk about business plan and projections. So there's a little bits and pieces that I give there in that entrepreneurial journey webinar. 
So it's very important because a lot of times I think, uh, you know, people start their businesses just randomly because they want to, and we've said this before, right? Like they just start a business out of, uh, you know, a need that arises and, uh, but they don't put all of this thought ahead of time. So, um, you know, I created that uh, webinar specifically to answer key questions that most entrepreneurs have or they bump into uh, once they start their business. So uh, it would be a good one. Uh, and I do touch a little bit on this, but this was a very, 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 very deep dive uh, discussion on those two, two, two situations. Very, very nice. Very good. I enjoyed it. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Um, when when is uh, your next uh, webinar? The next webinar coming up is on the twenty seventh. It's going to be on 20th. mindset. Okay, very good. Almost yes. almost two weeks from. Now. Yes, two weeks from now. It's going to be uh, on mindset and debt management. Um, so I'll be having a guest speaker coming in uh, to do, uh, you know, I'll be talking about mindset and she'll be talking about uh, debt management. That's something that she's uh, an expert in. So it's going to be very, very exciting. So if you want to sign up, um, you know, you can go to theprofitlab.biz uh, slash events and uh, you'll be able to sign up there and uh Pedro and I are working on something as well. So we will keep you posted very soon, as soon as uh, we have a date for you. Exactly. Yes. yes. It's coming up. I'm excited about it. And I'm excited <laughs> too. And uh, we'll be uh, providing even more and more good information uh, moving forward. But again, yeah. uh, sign up. I mean, uh, this, this type of uh, access to this information, you know, we have the podcast, we have uh, the, the free ebooks, uh, you have uh, the, the webinars. I mean, invest in your business. I keep telling people, you know, the, the best thing you can do right now for your business is to arm yourself with, you know, with good information and, and mm -hmm. helping you to then take action, not only to, to start piling up information, but having people that can coach you on how to implement it because you can load yourself with information. If you're taking right. no action, you know what I mean? It's, 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 it's futile. You know I mean? So, get get you know access to this information and a lot of you know some of these links that you're providing is 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 a, a no additional cost the yeah. webinars and so on so take action and, and, and join uh uh these type of uh, you know i i'm glad that some people you know the people are joining us on the podcast but also yes. you know, supplement it with uh, you know, access to the webinars and and so on yeah absolutely i mean we we are passionate about what we're doing here we really want to teach everyone uh what we know uh, and of course, you know, as we say, you know, there's not everything you can do DIY, but at least if we give you enough information to realize where you need the help most. And when you do need the help, you know where to come find it. <laughs> awesome. So with that, I think we are already at the 30 minute mark. So we want to be always cognizant of our business owners time. You know, we want to make sure that you're spending time on your business and everything that you're learning here you're implementing. So uh, as always, I want to leave you with a quote from motivational speaker, Jim Ron. You are the average of the five people you spend your time, the most time with. Uh, I hope we are two of the five people you are spending your time with to learn and grow your business. So until next week, next episode, have a wonderful and productive week. Have a good one.